Percy, why do you suppose we are constantly reminded in the scriptures to offer thanks unto God in all things? Well, Wayne, maintaining a disposition of thanksgiving can really change the focus of one's attention. Uh, We have heard it said before, you are what you eat. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, you are what you focus on also. Mm -hmm. The practice of giving thanks to God gives him first place in our consciousness versus our circumstances. And I think we should really talk more about this on today. And we will as we hear from one cancer patient who is doing just that while on her journey of health and wellness. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, always good to see you. Now, I'm going to admit to our listeners that because of COVID, we started doing these programs via Zoom, so I can see you right now, but I sure miss being together with you. Well, I would I would echo the sentiment, and that is exactly how probably the whole world feels right now with regard to what we've been forced to do. Yep. But thanks be unto God for modern technology that we can still connect. And so uh, it's good to see you despite the fact not being physically in your presence, my friend. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about this attitude of gratitude uh, and focus on this. And this is uh, something we're telling ourselves as well as our listeners all about here today, right? This is something we all need to work on. Absolutely. This this is for the whole population right here, because we all, uh, being humans living in the earth, we, we experience, you know, the challenges or the vicissitudes of life, as my former pastor used to say growing up, that, you know, there are days that, you know, we don't necessarily feel like thanking God or having the, a spirit of thanksgiving, but we understand that there is a spiritual power in the principle of giving thanks unto God. And one of those principles is it helps us to reshift our focus so that we can begin to highlight uh, what is sitting in front of us versus what we're going through. And what we have sitting in front of us is that we have access to the presence and the power of he who is and he who is was and he who is yet to come. And that is Jehovah God in our lives. And that gives us great, great encouragement when we're able to shift our attention in that direction. And so there is power in Thanksgiving, and we're going to hear from one that's going to help us understand how they utilize that principle yeah. uh, in their lives. You have friends all over the country. There's no question about that. You're a people person. (laughs) But uh, many of your friends are at Cancer Treatment Centers of America at the facilities uh, in various cities. And one of them we're going to meet today, you you spoke with her online, I assume, uh, from Phoenix, right? That is correct. And her name is Doe Pearson. Now, Doe is a wonderful lady who serves the Lord through Cancer Treatment Centers of America in the culinary department. She does. She's a sweet, precious example of she may not have the headline of the day as being the most popular person or, you know, because we tend to kind of define uh, people in the Earth's atmosphere by the work that they do, by the title that they may possess. Uh, she is a daughter of the Most High God with a precious spirit uh, and a precious mentality and, and, and enlightenment around 
what is going to be required of any of us and all of us. And so it was it was just a joy to meet her uh, as she helped us to talk about her cancer journey and more importantly, how she has managed that and how she continues to manage being a blessing to others in the midst of that as well. We'll all meet her in a few minutes here on Health, Hope and Inspiration. What's the question we're asking listeners to respond to this time? The question that we want to uh, ask individuals to be mindful of and to give us feedback on would be, what were some things that you were thankful for that enabled you to work through a difficult situation in your life? What were some things that you were thankful for, that you gave thanks to God for uh, in the midst of your circumstances that enabled you to work through difficult situations in your life? All right. And you can respond at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. When you, uh, at the top of the page, click on connect, it'll drop down to a box that says answer a question. And then you can type in your response to our Mm. question of the week, as did a friend in Ontario who wrote uh, in response to this question, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? This listener in Canada responded, my greatest challenge was and is letting go and letting God. Every time I go for follow-up tests and scans, the fear rises again that it may be back. And uh, Percy, we know what that's like. You have to turn it over to the Lord, don't you? You do. And and again, you know, I, I know exactly that that emotional feeling, you know, um, I've, I've, I'm experiencing that, you know, I just recently uh, did my follow up uh, scans. And, you know, there was an element of anxiety that, you know, you had to manage and work through. But again, the exact response is correct, that then you have to make a conscious choice and decision to give that to to the Lord. You know, the Bible says, cast all your all cares care. on him yeah, who careth care. for you. Yep. And so uh, that's exactly what, what you do. And that's, again, that's one of the resources that we have access to as a believer, that we have one that we can cast our cares and our anxieties on. And uh, when we do that, it helps us to manage and to kind of neutralize that that affect of anxiety that tries to intimidate us and paralyze us at the end of the day. So thank you. Well, please go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And when you do, there's a free resource this week being offered. The Blame Game, Is This Cancer My Fault? Now, that's an interesting uh, resource, Percy. You've got, to, you've got to explain your, you've got some explaining to do, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ricky, with that being said, uh, the, the thought of this resource is uh, many cancer patients uh, either by their own volitional will or unfortunately by others who 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 are well intended may intimate or suggest that there may have been some things that they may have done that may have caused their cancer. You know, we recall very vividly for uh, Bible students out here that a gentleman by the name of Job experienced that with his friends and with his wife that ultimately said, Job, what did you do, you know, to to incur all of this negativity in your life? And of course, within the context of the scripture, the Bible says that Job was a just and upright man. And so there's no suggestion that that Job did anything per se uh, to cause his calamity, but that, you know, that was just the scenario that he found himself in. So this document helps, uh, is intended to help cancer patients not to get bogged down or, or overburdened with the idea of, you know, did I eat right? Did I exercise right? Did I, did I the, the things that I did or did not do. The good news is, is that according to the word of God, uh, that we have a high priest whoever lives to make intercession on behalf of the saints. And if there was potentially something that we may have done, and again, I use the word may and underscore that, 
that we have been forgiven, we can be cleansed, and we can move forward. The point is not allow being yourself to be blamed by activity or lack thereof to keep you stuck in a place that doesn't allow you to move forward. We've got to rally our resources mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically to fight the good fight, to keep pushing yeah. forward. And we can't waste our resources on the mental and emotional energy of, of blaming ourselves and being bogged down with that. We are now new creatures in Christ, and we can do all things through him who strengthens us. If this is your struggle or the struggle of someone you love, then you can download this resource and make use of it. The blame game, Is This Cancer My Fault? It's available free of charge, of course, no obligation, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll meet our guests in a moment, but with locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrative approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Recorded earlier, here's Percy McRae with our guest on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, I'm excited today. Uh, I have with me another uh, guest on the show to talk about uh, health, hope, and wellness. And we bring to the microphone today uh, Doe Pearson. She is uh, a stakeholder at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. She works in the culinary department there uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but also she is currently an actively treating cancer patient. She was originally diagnosed in 2019, uh, undergoing uh, treatment uh, for breast cancer. So welcome to the show. How are you doing, my dear? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, well, the pleasure is all mine. And thank you for taking time uh, out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Uh, as uh, was per the introduction, uh, you are a stakeholder at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And, and the term stakeholder is used for uh, those uh, staffed employees who work in the organization. And you've been uh, with Cancer Treatment Centers of America how long, my dear? 12 years. Okay, you've been there 12 years. And so... While uh, in the midst of working in an environment that deals with cancer, you see cancer patients uh, on a daily basis, lo and behold yourself, then you become diagnosed with cancer. Let's talk about the day and, and where were you and how did you feel when you first heard those words, you have cancer? Waking up every day and seeing people smiling and just they're amazing what they go through i i can't even tell you how much i i feel honored and blessed to know that people go through worse things than i go through and i'm like wow and they get up every single day they will travel they will have to do what they have to do amazing life is very amazing i love it you know, it was a day off, and I kept putting it off. I, 
I had symptoms, but I kind of thought maybe I had cancer, but wasn't sure. And um, I ended up going for my mammogram and the young lady here said to me, so what are you gonna do today when you get off? I said, oh, I said, I'm gonna go home. She's like, good, she's like, guys, we're probably gonna call you. You know, and I just knew, I'm like, okay, as soon as I got home, she was on the phone and she's like, we need you to get to your doctor. We need you to get examined. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I called the doctor's office and just like the wow. cancer treatments on the commercials. Oh, we can't see you for maybe a month. And I was like, yes. I called her back and she's like, Dr. Pratty's going to see you right now. She's like, you're going to be her patient. I said, perfect. So I met with them and they got the ball rolling. It was like one, two, three. I was doing a whole bunch of testing. I was like, okay. Um, you know, you know you have cancer. You, you listen to your body. You kind of tell. And I was like, okay. And then I was online checking different things out. And I'm like, oh. So was I shocked? No, because I figure like this. Everybody has something. So, you know, so I thought my dad had heart problems. My mom had hardening of the lungs. So I thought, okay, I'm one of those. So cancer, no, but you know, I knew I was in really good hands. So I think that's what made me feel so safe. Okay. So I was like, okay. And like I said, they just got the ball rolling and I don't think I had time to think. Ah. And I was like, okay, this is all good. And then I did biopsies and I was like, wow. And then surgery came chemo going so you have so you had also mm -hmm. surgery and chemotherapy as well okay. oh yeah so i had chemo first and chemo was not very good to me okay <laughs> you know and then if they tell you like you're gonna have symptoms i lost my hair within five to seven days which that didn't bother me i didn't care but okay. Um, okay. it was very interesting because i ended up with blood clots and the one nurse caught it and she had something right the day before thanksgiving She's like, you need to go. She's like, something's going on. I'm like, okay. So I just figured it was chemo, and it was. So they gave me some medicine, stayed there for a day. Okay. And went to the doctor. So I'm like, you know, it's all good. I mean, surgery went well. Good. I'm like, radiation went good. I'm like, okay. So you basically, you know, you had surgery, you had chemotherapy, you had radiation and, you know, and you had to work through some challenges with your, your treatment protocol and, yeah. you know, and, and here you are today and to listen to you, your energy sounds fantastic. First of all, let me tell oh, you, thank you, and, uh, you sound very hopeful and, uh, and that's where I want to go next with regard to, uh, in terms of being hopeful, in terms of maintaining your energy and your strength. Uh, I was also told that you are uh, a woman of faith. You have a faith orientation to you. Let's talk about how important is and has your faith been while being a cancer patient, and how has that helped sustain you? You know, my faith is very, very strong, and I guess it just proved how strong it was because all through my treatment and everything, I would always pray, pray for the nurses, the doctors always to take care of me, and mm. they were excellent. The staff is wonderful here. So um, faith, I would always talk to God and pray, and he got me through this. Without him and my support team, I don't know. I mean, I would survive, don't get me wrong, but they were strong, and they just kept me going. So without him, I wouldn't be here probably today. I mean, it was, you know, he took care of me. Yeah. 
let's talk a little bit about the fact that, and I wonder about this. <clears throat> I know that this was true for me when I was diagnosed and uh, received that information, having worked around the cancer environment for a really long time and being part of support to cancer patients. You also have been around cancer patients, you know, for the last 12 years. You see them, you get to know them, probably in some cases, you know, on a first name basis. Did would, would it be fair to say that on some level, being in the cancer environment for all of those years mentally and emotionally prepared you and equipped you to hear the words that you have cancer versus, say, being someone who has never been around this environment. Would you say that that really helped you to be prepared to receive that information? I, I agree with you, yes, 100%. It made it easier. Um, the patients, like you said, being around them, um, you listen to them talk, you listen to what they all go through. Yes. So I kind of realized what I would be in for. But everybody's so different. Yeah. So I kind of had to find my own way. So, yes, you're right. It did help me a lot. Okay. Because I think that there's something to be said for at least being familiar. If nothing else, the last 12 years of your work has made you familiar with the subject of cancer, whether uh, you want it to or not, because that was the environment. You see people, like you say, you hear them, their stories. And yet I think it's a very important point that you make also that, you know, everybody's cancer journey is unique, is different, and it's tailored to them specifically. But not necessarily, as you said, you weren't shocked. And I think that maybe because of the fact that you've been in that environment and similar for me, I felt exactly the same way. I was not shocked at all uh, when I was told that. Uh, and again, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I've been in this environment for so long. And so in, in, in an interesting way, that kind of helped you and it prepared you. Um, because of that fact, how were you able to, um, you know, when you were told that, how were you able to... Uh, share that news with family and friends and what were their reaction? Um, you know, it's kind of funny because I shared it with more of my friends mm. and that's so much with the family at first. Okay. And I think that's because like you said, you didn't know how they were going to accept it. So you kind of like saved them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of interesting. And, but then when they find out, they just rally and they support you. I have seen, interestingly, the fact that uh, many cancer patients are initially reluctant to share that information with their family and friends, and I, too, uh, experience that. And so that's not an uncommon dynamic because, again, as you said, you're not really sure initially how they'll react or what they will say, and so you kind of you hold back initially. But uh, once you did, I guess the, the point to be made here is that then – uh, they transitioned and 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 supported you and rallied around you and and loved up on you. I would suspect. Yes, they did. And it's funny because my sister, my older sister, was from Tucson, and my little sister's from Ohio. So, mm. so the one from Ohio couldn't be here, and I didn't want her here. I said, I don't really need you because of all my support team. You know, what I mean, it was great. So I didn't have to worry, and I wasn't afraid. And people were like, "Oh, you poor thing." I'm like, "No, I, I'm good." Okay. <laughs> was good i mean but like you said i maybe because we have been around the cancer people and i saw my mom and my dad pass away so yeah. um it makes you a stronger person you know and i figure um there's a job for us to do and we're kind of honored to a point i know maybe that sounds weird no i agree 
but I wasn't afraid to have cancer. I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to have anything. I mean, so it's kind of interesting to see where we all go and what we do. Yeah. Uh, and I would imagine also a part of the fact that you were able and have been able to maintain the disposition that you have. And I'm grateful and I'm really encouraged to, to hear your energy level is also because of your faith. Let's talk about how does your faith help you and how does your faith allow you to be supported as you move forward and through your because you're still actively treating even as we speak right now. I am. But, you know, and I believe in God. So, I mean, without him or her. I don't know where I would be, but um, he's just amazing. I mean, I would wake up every day and thank him for for giving me all the different people. And even when I first started here, before, you know, I would pray for everybody that would walk through the door because what a journey for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's how scary it must be for them. I mean, if you don't have people to support you or to have a caregiver to walk through a door with you to be able to talk to, that's that's very important, and um, I had all that, so I was very very fortunate, and that's what I I tell my people that I work with because I got to see the background of them from behind the scenes. They're amazing. I mean, I'm like wow, hmm. and I know other hospitals have the same probably spiritual people that I have, but I can't thank them enough. I can't do enough for them, hmm. and. It's just like no money in the world would give them the thanks that they deserve. It's, a, I don't know. And maybe it is my faith. And I just thank God every day. Okay. Every day I wake up, like for the sky, the mountains, you know, for the family, the friends, people that you run into that touch your life that they don't even probably even know how they touched right. you. Right, right. You know? Well, and I'm sure you went same thing. So. Oh, absolutely. Grateful. Uh, wake up every day rejoicing. And again, I count it a privilege and an honor. I, I absolutely agree with you wholeheartedly. That being said, yeah, absolutely. And so with that being said, um, you know, the last question uh, for this segment would be to you, what then gives you hope or what keeps you hopeful as you continue to move on? Waking up every day and seeing people smiling and just, they're amazing what they go through. I i can't even tell you how much I, I feel honored and blessed to know that people go through worse things than I go through. And I'm like, wow. And they get up every single day. They will travel. They will have to do what they have to do. Amazing. Life is very amazing. I love it. Amen. And I think that's what keeps me going. All right. Well, with that being said, today you have heard from Doe Pearson. Uh, She is a current and active treating breast cancer patient, originally diagnosed uh, in 2019. And she has a ray of sunshine in her heart, on her face, and in her voice that she continues to wake up every day grateful Uh, for the privilege and the opportunity to be in the land of the living. We thank you today for your journey. Uh, We are praying for your continued health and recovery. And uh, we're believing that the best is still yet to come in your life. Thank you today, Doe, for being with us. God bless. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We'll talk again with Percy in just a moment. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. 
Have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. The Cancer Center for Alexa skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions and more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Look for the Cancer Center for Alexa skill. All right, Percy, thanks for bringing Doe to us here today. Uh, Doe working at the Cancer Treatment Center of America in Phoenix, and she's very grateful for that facility. She is. She 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 loves the environment. And, you know, this has often been uh, expressed, and I can certainly uh, attest to the fact that uh, there's just an environment, you know, at CTCA. And number one, there's an environment of love and hopefulness. And I think that uh, over the years, what people have said to me, particularly when I told them where I was working, there was almost this ex- this this shrill that would come upon people because most people's thought and perception about a healthcare yeah. hospital environment and a cancer environment specifically always was a very negative thing. Like, man, uh, you know, I'd rather not be there. That must be a tough place to work. To the point that there is a an attitude and an atmosphere of love and mm-hmm. hope and and possibility and for doe as she articulated was the fact that again an environment that allowed her uh the opportunity to respectfully be able to express her faith and share that with people who will come through uh, the cafeteria that yeah. she would serve. Well, she's both a patient and an employee, but I know from all the conversations you've brought to us that it's no different for the person who walks in off the street and is helped by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. That's true, because because the culture at the end of the day, it was really created that uh, in order to really be authentic to what you would do to a cancer patient, you yourself need to experience that firsthand for yourself. And so again, then there's a very authentic and organic interaction and engagement. So you are exactly correct. Again, taking care of those who take care of those is part of also the commitment of the organization that the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being of all of the stakeholders, which is the term that is used, those who are employed by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, also are benefiting from that same environment for their own personal well-being that allows them to genuinely and authentically be that mm-hmm. for those who walk through the front yeah. door. Doe was very honest, though. You know, when she got her diagnosis, she just couldn't even think about it. I mean, it's it's hard. It stuns you, doesn't it? It, it really does, because as as many cancer patients have said, and as I have experienced, when you hear the word cancer, it, it does freeze you in your tracks. It, it, it's like a deer caught in headlights because your brain is trying to process what you have heard, what you know and understand about, about this term and what that means at the end of the day. And her exact thought and her exact expression was she said she just couldn't, she just didn't have time to think. Hmm. And then once you start engaging in the actual process of treatment and care, then that process gets sped up because there's a lot of information that's given to you. You're, you're talking to a lot of people and there's a lot to digest and to, and to uh, ingest into your being while trying to still come to terms with hearing 
you have cancer. This is someone uh, like many of the folks that we've spoken to that her mom and her dad also passed away from cancer. Yeah. So she has that reference point also that, you know, she's trying to counteract in her own thinking. And so, you know, that became part of her process. And I think that that's probably true for many people that, you know, just trying to catch up to the speed of the moment once you are told that you have cancer because you kind of get put on pause in your thinking and in your emotions. And I've known of a lot of people who have gotten stuck there that, you know, they needed to get, re, you know, jump started to say, hey, OK, you know, you you need to now start considering what do you want to do and how do you want to respond? And when you hit that reset button, then things get sped up pretty quickly that then, you know, you go from dead zero to maybe going from zero to 100, you know, very suddenly. And, and so you, it's, it's just trying to uh, recalibrate and get your bearings about you psychologically and emotionally at that point. But her testimony was that God took care of her. <laughs> it's just well, such a the, simple the, statement. It's so powerful. God took care of me. Yeah. The, the whole the whole essence of her conversation and her, you know, her her uh, her thoughts and her expression was, you know, ultimately I had to dig into what I knew. And that was that, you know, God was real to me. Uh, and then she began to really uh, work through and to, and really operate, you know, the principle of Thanksgiving. Yep that I, she just dug into giving thanks unto God. And that's why we use the opening scripture that we did. Mm -hmm. We know that there's other scriptures in the word that tells us that, you know, this is the will of God, that we give thanks in all things so that we, we begin to open the door of the spiritual power that comes with a thankful heart, that then it changes, you know, how you react and how you see your circumstances. And then because she's in an environment you know, daily with other cancer patients, she's she number one also was enabled or empowered, she said, to be more prepped for hearing that she had cancer because she's hearing these discussions and she's talking with cancer patients. So in a way, it, it prepared her. But also now she's she's part of this environment and in this space where she can interact with other cancer patients and also kind of share her faith and encourage other cancer patients. So she utilized all of that opportunity in this environment, along with her basic uh, fundamental belief that I'm just going to thank God for the stars. I'm going to thank God for another day for the sun. She said, I just started thanking God for <laughs> everything. And it really helped to counterbalance the weight of the possibility of the negative forces of thought that may come to individuals who are told that they yeah. have cancer. Well, thank you for bringing this very special lady to our attention here today and for what she shared with all of us on health, hope, and inspiration. Caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. That's the same website to go to to download today's free resource, The Blame Game, Is This Cancer My Fault? Percy, you want to wrap up this conversation here today and what we've learned about thankfulness? 
Well, again, based upon uh, our scripture, you know, the bottom line here, and I won't even reread it, is that we should enter into the presence of God with a spirit of thanksgiving, that it is a it, it, it creates a spiritual force that can work in us and upon us and around us. And prim- primarily, it, it, it takes our focus off of our circumstance and it causes us to focus on the giver of good things, and that is God himself. And it allows us then to neutralize the impact and the power of, of fear and intimidation and negativity. And so at the end of the day, uh, the spirit of thanksgiving, we should give thanks unto God always. This is the will of God. So we enter into his courts with praise mm. and we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts because we offer the sacrifice of praise unto God that can buoy and lift us and carry us through negative circumstances that in ways will allow us to do things that quite frankly, we may not be able to do without it. And yeah. so be encouraged today that thanksgiving is a gift, it's a spiritual force, and you have access to it to utilize it whenever you choose to, which will allow you to refocus your attention off of your circumstances and focus back on God himself. And that, at the end of the day, will carry us through any circumstance, any trial, and any tribulation. Our thanks to you, Percy, and to our guests for reminding us of this truth here today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I think that's it for this episode, although there's another one coming next week, Lord willing, and I'll see you then, Percy. I'll be here if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, as my (laughs) grandmother used to say. Be blessed, be encouraged, and remember, we've got work to do, so keep chopping the wood. Join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our Cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.